Hello podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Living Well with Kathleen Saunders, your weekly podcast where we discuss the financial, physical, spiritual, and social well-being of everyday people like you and me. The information shared in this show is for general information purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health without consulting the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. Terry Homer, also known as Coach Terry, is a UK-based health transformation coach and a qualified personal trainer with over 10 years professional experience with hundreds of clients trained in person and through online platforms. He is the owner of PS139 fitness brand, which specializes in helping busy women make long lasting health transformations emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Terry trains a wide variety of clients ranging from company directors, semi-pro athletes to individuals living with chronic illnesses in order to help improve their quality of life and health. He uniquely combines specialisms in functional exercise and lifestyle changes to achieve outstanding client-driven results to embed fitness as a lifestyle. PS139 Fitness is based on the truth that every person is of immense value as we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Terry also holds a degree in industrial systems and business management from the University of Westminster in London, England, and is a certified Prince2 practitioner with an extensive professional background in project management services with the investment banking and management consultancy sector. Welcome, Terry, and thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you for welcoming me on to your podcast. It's a privilege to be able to speak to your audience today. Awesome. You know, Terry, I'm really um, interested to hear how you help your clients make long lasting health transformations. You know, I surely know that I could do with some help. So tell us, why did you become a health fitness professional? And how long have you been in transforming, been a transformation coach to be exact? Well, I've been a transformation coach for just over 10 years now. And I started because having a background in fitness for almost 30 years, I decided um, that I was interested more in the um, progress of others rather than just seeing myself achieve. Um, And I think I had a number of injuries which caused me to look at how the body was created, how it was all pieced together. And then I became really fascinated in helping other people solve problems within their body or within their minds. All right, awesome. So what, of tra- what sort of training did you have to do in order to become a trainer? Oh yeah, th- that's a good question also. Um, in the UK, we have um, uh, reps or SIMSPA endorsed level three qualification, which um, encompasses fitness instruction, i.e. delivering uh, sessions to classes and and personal training of course mm-hmm. and within within the qualification we have a um, study of the anatomy and the physiology as well as nutrition for physical activity oh right so it's like a full program how many years or was it weeks uh, months how long was that program it varies um okay. nowadays with things online people can do self-paced uh, study um and then there's the classic classroom setup okay true oh classroom 
you know, a, class, a classroom setup, you could you could go from anything from uh, three to, to six months and be fully qualified. I see. All right. So tell me, why is exercise so important? Well, we are, we are created to move, right? Um, movement is linked to our desire to explore, to be challenged, and even right. to bring our body back into balance. So I believe... <laughs> I believe that yeah, exercise is so important to to actually make us exist. Okay, and what do you mean by that? <laughs> to, to, for us to exist, to actually to to actually live more than just a sedentary life. You know, um, okay. particularly during this time of, of lockdown, uh, people have been at home for three to four months, not moving around or sitting down at a desk, and they may not be motivated. True, they may not be um, excited about seeing the outdoors or seeing their friends or family from a distance. They might even be Exercise. scared with the COVID to even go outside, right? In some cases. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and the mindset um, that we're created with is to actually go out and explore, to, to see what's out there, right. to open our eyes, to use our senses, to use the limbs that we have been given, um, uh, the ability to control in, in some cases. I believe... Exercise is important just to exercise, <laughs> I use the word again, the exercise is important to exercise the, the freedoms and the gifts that we've been given. True, I agree, I agree. I guess too, and to make sure that our limbs stay agile and that we can move, right? Absolutely. What are the key benefits then to exercise? Oh, there, there are many. Um, from I guess from a medical standpoint, um, we can reel off a list, um, improved heart and lung function, um, reduce risk of heart disease and yes. some cancers, um, lowering the risk of developing lifestyle diseases such as diabetes, um, which is a big silent killer at the moment. Um, of, of course, exercise helps to regulate blood blood sugar and um, insulin levels. Strengthening of bones and muscles, um, particularly males will or men will want to develop stronger and bigger um, and denser looking muscles. But mm-hmm. it's important for, for women also to in, improve the, the muscle um, tone and the, the bone density to ward off things such as brittle bones as, as we age. True. Um, yeah, e- exercise also has benefits for our mental health and our mood. And we generally become more sociable um, when we go out, whether as a group or into, into gyms to, to exercise. So there's benefits there. Um, I tend to find that I sleep better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When I when I exercise regularly, I agree. And, I and think, so I yeah. realize realize that rest is is so important, and sleep is improved, um, and also to control um, unmanaged weight gain. I think that's very important at the moment, particularly where we're trying to tackle childhood obesity, and um, and again control uh, some of the preventable lifestyle diseases. I hear you. That that's a big one, the weight gain, and even in childhood. So. Um... So you're a personal trainer. Uh, why should someone get a personal trainer? What's the benefits to having a personal trainer? Can you share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I believe one of the main reasons, and many of my clients told me this, the main reason they've come to me as a personal trainer is because they were not seeing results uh, working by themselves. Um, a personal trainer should be a qualified professional who's able to assess and create a more appropriate program suited to realistic goals and i mentioned goals for a particular reason because sometimes the goals that clients um approach me with 
are unrealistic mm. um, and they're maybe set too high and the inability to achieve them in that period of time or, or what have you, whatever the other controls are, actually demotivates the individual from exercising. So you may find someone had started on January the 1st, um, went to buy their gym membership, wasn't able to get their results after a 12-week program and just gave up. Mm -hmm. Whereas my advice would have been simply keep on going or let's look at what is not quite right for you here. Let's see if we can tinker things and um, align you into something slightly better uh, designed. So we've got issues such as that at the at the, at the get-go, if you like. Um, a PT will help a client become um, super motivated. Okay. A good PT should be able to establish a relationship with a client that allows for there to be a two-way dialogue. And so the person should feel comfortable coming into the gym. They should feel confident. They should feel accountable to, to somebody that that being the PT or maybe somebody else in, in a group setting, and they will also receive proper coaching. In these days and times, it's um, it's far too easy to have have a, a badge be given to you as a, a fitness instructor because of the rise of social media, particularly uh, Instagram uh, and Facebook, where anybody with a, in quotes, good body, uh, wearing a, a gym outfit and a pair of um, pricey trainers can be given that title as a fitness instructor. However, they may not have gone through the appropriate training. And earlier where I talked about the qualification being achievable within six months, your learning as a, as a PT should actually be lifelong. So you've got your official um, and initial qualification just to get past the gate, so to speak. But mm -hmm. your, your learning as a PT continues on where there are different exercise practices and methodologies. Um, personal trainer may decide to specialize in in particular areas mm -hmm. uh, so as to to help a demographic in, a, in a, a more specialized way so i think someone who's qualified and is able to coach a person properly uh, and relevantly is also one of the um key reasons why a pc a pt can be hired and should be hired you know i'm glad i actually asked that question because i would before you just gave us that beautiful explanation, I would say I would think a personal trainer is a waste of time and extra money oh. that I could keep. <laughs> but, you know, some of the points that you just made are really true. You know, they keep you on point. They help you. Because, you know, I know when I start off the gym, I set certain expectations for myself. And I do think I've set the bar too high. And you've just explained all of that. So, you know, I guess one really should invest in a personal trainer because they will take those smaller steps with you and you you know that's your job day in and day out and you guys are trying to provide the appropriate program for the person to reach their goal because i think maybe after two three weeks i'm already discouraged and i'm already given up and that's it next thing you know i'm not going to the gym at all or i'm not even working out at home at all but so some of the things that you have said about accountability and proper coaching all of that definitely makes uh, sense to me. So I think I'll try a personal trainer again. So thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate oh, it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I just want to touch on something. You, you mentioned investment. And this is something that I share with my with my clients. I, I, I say client, but really I, I don't treat them as clients. I treat them as a team or family. Right. Um, and some of them who will listen to this podcast uh, later on will, will smile. 
<laughs> as I say that. Um, investments, yeah. Investments, just like your financial investments, are treated with rigor, with, with dil- diligence. Mm-hmm. So we don't um, we don't put our hard-earned money into a bank or on, on the stock market or, or where have you, or what have you, um, without watching it or making sure that the person that you're giving, giving it to is credible. So why would you treat your your fitness in any way different you know you would make sure that if if you are investing in something that's going to bring quick returns that you understand the markets you know so there's an element of risk and you understand that but if it's if you're playing the long game well then you're going to stay consistent you're going to watch things and you're going to allow for the ups and downs but you you're looking at the the end game yep and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stick with it and i think if we had a more holistic approach or understanding of exercise globally um, rather than just seeing six packs and and um, big glutes which is the fashion for the last right. few years um, <laughs> then um, then we would have a much healthy much more healthier understanding of, of of fitness exercise and and how to apply it to our everyday lives you're very right that's so true um, you, basically we're investing in ourselves right by take getting right. upon a personal trainer we're investing in ourselves so that makes sense to me what you said so again thank you for sharing that you know so then tell me how does a person get in touch with you a personal trainer uh what are the steps like when i when they make that do they make that phone call is an email just walk me through that process yeah there, there, there are many different ways um i often have referrals so um team members clients um however you want to describe them, have trained with me, achieved results, and they may say, oh, Terry, here's somebody who needs your help. Um, can you reach out to them? Or I'm going to put them in touch with you. Um, social media, through uh, WhatsApp, through the Instagram, through TikTok, and the, the plethora of platforms that we have. Someone will, will do the the initial courting, if you like. Mm-hmm. And uh, and normally, the it's a conversation. It's like, how are you? Here, here I am. This is what I do. This is what I need help in. Um, and it's a two-way, a two-way dialogue. It's never a case of someone coming to me and saying, well, um, I need you to make me a size eight within in two weeks. There's normally a feeling out of who, who I am. And I also want to understand who, that, who the person on the other end of the phone or even face-to-face is mm-hmm. okay so right. the first step first step is a conversation um and from my perspective the key thing is listening so my mom and my dad told me years ago um you have two ears and one mouth true yeah which <laughs> which simply means that you do more listening than talking so yeah. i i always make sure i can hear what the person is saying hear and understand what the person is saying Makes and where i don't understand i seek um clarification Yes, yeah, that um, makes sense. So that, that's the first step. And then we move on to um, sort of ca- capturing key information, gaining consent to potentially undertake an exercise program. Or if I'm not qualified to uh, help or work with that person, I would refer them on to um, an appropriate qualified professional. So that could be, for example, um, a GP, for example, or a dietitian or nutritionist. Okay. Or a physical um a physiotherapist that's okay. if they have any other underlying issues that you can't address yeah yeah absolutely 
Absolutely. I think that's a great way of, of, of um, stating it, okay. Kathleen. Okay. So now we're in the midst of COVID uh, here in Canada and our gyms actually have just started to reopen at a reduced uh, capacity in most of the gyms. But still, there are folks who are reluctant to go into a gym. Um, what sort of exercises would you suggest that they do or sort of things that they could do to, you know, continue moving? Um, I think that as there's no one size that fits all you know there's no one best exercise but i think as i stated earlier people are coming back in some cases that um they haven't moved around for three to four months in any concerted way i would start with this advice do what makes you feel good um i like that governments <laughs> it, it, it it makes sense it makes sense you know um the government um official bodies uh, medical bodies would, would would say, you know, we should try to move at least 30, 60 minutes um, of exercise, whether it's outdoors or indoors, at least three times a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, if you're just kind of at the beginning stages of exercise, that may and should be enough. If you're someone who's um, a professional athlete, for example, or someone who's committed uh, to exercise at a gym, for example, well, then you may want to snap back a little bit quicker. But the main thing is that you're going to get back on the road to, let's say, to recovery or the road of starting a, a regime mm -hmm. that allows you to slowly increase the intensity, the duration and resistance to whatever it is. Um, so people are talking about uh, walking uh, as one of the best exercises. And fine, that may be that may be great. I could uh, do that. Me, <laughs> That's a good yeah, start. Yeah, do that. Me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We can all do that. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. I was out. I was walking with my family uh, this afternoon in the park, and that was that was a great exercise. We did that for about um, ninety minutes. So that's my my one out of exercise in for the week already. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be doing a, a hit class, which is really um, energetic, aerobic, and uh, muscle toning okay. uh, exercise. Um, that stands for high intensity interval training and um that that will be you know another one that i can can tick off if, if you like you know some people may want to go go back to the gym if they feel comfortable you know okay. if the gym restrictions allow them to do do so in a way that they um are able to fit it in with their their schedule well then yeah feel free to do so mm -hmm. and um and just keep on going as we settle back into this new normal okay that's good to know. So tell me, you know, I heard earlier on we were talking and you used the term lockdown belly. And I'm like, what? I never heard that before. So can you explain what do you mean when you say lockdown belly? <laughs> oh, this is not a, a technical term, Kathleen. Um, but it is something that's being used, a little bit of slang, if you like. Maybe um, in the UK. I haven't heard that here in, in Canada. So it must be a UK thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, people are, are using it to refer to the little pouch that's developing in front of their eyes when they look down. Um, you know, yeah, I thought you might have meant that, but I, I really just wanted to hear what you had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not speaking generally. Some some people may already have that. Mm -hmm. Some people may not. Um, it's it's not a problem. And again, again, it's not allowing um, the world to dictate what we should look like, how we should feel, because today is just today and if we have tomorrow we have next month we have next year that if this is something that's actually affecting your health you can get rid of it let's say you can reduce the size of it 
particularly if it's affecting your health. So it's just a growth due to inactivity in, 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 in most cases. That's true. You know, truly, I can understand that term and I actually do like it. For the first few weeks of the lockdown, a lot of people just were immobile. They weren't doing any moving around. People weren't leaving their homes or very rarely if they were essential service workers to go to work. Yes. And uh, I could definitely see a lot of people just sitting down. The subscription to Netflix went up, as we know. And a lot of people spent a lot of time sitting down on that couch. So lockdown belly came into place, I guess. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell me, uh, what are the best exercises to do when you're getting ready to start or restart a fitness regime? Right. For starting, I would say, yeah, something that's really low intensity, low impact. Um, I mentioned walking earlier cycling is a good good one as well if you have access to um to the rowing machine that would be a good place i i really do like rowing and and generally things that um are part of a uh sort of normal normal life normal lifestyle i say normal in quotes but you can't see me doing that but um gardening for example it's it's a wonderful exercise it's a wonderful workout if you spend 30 minutes to 60 minutes out in the garden, um, putting up weeds, um, moving a, um, a wheelbarrow around. Mm -hmm. These are just great things that you can do, which are, are, are gentle um, and allow you to, to move the body in different ways, different uh, paths and different angles. And you generally feel a lot better for, for doing just that little bit of, um, of activity. Gardening is also can be very therapeutic to some people too. There, you're working out and getting in shape somewhat, getting your garden in shape, Absolutely. looking good, and at the same time, you know, you're feeling good. Good therapy. Absolutely. Good therapy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As you speak about therapy, um, I, I'm always talking about being outdoors, being in, in nature, because you just connect in a whole different way than oh, you yes. would do when you're indoors. Definitely. So feeling the sunlight on your skin, feeling the grass, grass in your fingers. Um, getting some vitamin D in at the same time vitamin with the D, sun on your skin. Yeah, it's awesome. You're so right, Terry. There, there are people who are, 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 as you said, they're restarting. So they have an experience of, of training. And um, let's say those people have been in the gym. Um, on return, it's it's recommended that you take a bit, about 20%, 20 to 30% off from where you left off, you know? So if you're lifting... Um, 100k doing a squat um then you would start maybe down at 80 or, or 70 70k yeah don't push you know, it don't overdo you don't want to push it. yourself too mm -hmm. too hard and too much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to begin with i hear that makes sense awesome i was just going to ask you that question you know are there any dangers in pushing yourself too far too soon well, well absolutely um mm -hmm. your body's always trying to protect you protect yourself and bring you into um a state of of balance um, scientifically, medically, we call this homeostasis. So pushing, pushing the body too fast, too quickly can result in, you know, a whole load of things that are not good for you, um, chest pain or tightness and heart palpitations, uh, shortness of breath and dizziness or, or fainting are all things that are, are symptoms of returning too, too quickly um, and too hard to exercise. So we want to take our time to, number one, listen to, listen to the body. Mm -hmm, and um, and ensure that we give us ourselves sufficient time to to recover in between bouts of um, exertion 
and then also allow ourselves to be well hydrated mm -hmm. and well fed. Yes. Yeah. Some great tips there. Awesome. So we, we've talked about exercise. Do you help your clients in any way with nutrition and planning meals and things like that? Well, yes, yes, to, to a degree, certainly do. Um, in the game, we, we say that there's an 80-20 rule, which means 80% of, um, of our goals is governed by nutrition um, and the other 20 through, through exercise and, and other areas. So there are some quick tips that I, I normally share with, with my family, with my team. And I, I can, uh, I will list a few for you. Sure, please one, do. One, yeah, one would be uh, to keep a food diary. It's so important just to keep an eye on what you're actually consuming. Because many of us, we go to the supermarket, we'll, we'll pick up the things that we like and we'll eat them. And that's as much uh, thought that goes into it. But if we actually write down um, and use some of the, the um, apps that are available on the App Store or Google Play, we would actually see, wow, this is what I'm eating. We realize that and we're that eating may, a lot, right? Yeah, that yeah. may curb the amount that you, you actually take in. And talking about apps and things like that, it's, it's also important to use the nutritional values that are um, available on the back of the, the pack, food packaging that mm -hmm. we receive. Uh, because it tells you, it breaks it down into macronutrients um, into micronutrients as well. Right. So you can have an under, a deeper understanding of what has gone into your mouth. And there's apps such as um, MyFitnessPal. This is probably yeah. one of the more, more popular ones. Um, or I actually have a, an app myself that I, I give to my to my clients to log, to register, to assess. What's that one that you okay. use? Right, so it's off the back of a, a, a really popular app called MyPT Hub. And okay. I've, I've licensed that and use that for, for all my clients. And it works on a similar basis to my fitness power, whereby you can either scan a barcode or do a search over, of, um, I believe over 7,000 7, different foods. And you could go into the supermarket and find your favorite brand of, let's say cereal, mm -hmm. and it will have it in the database. It's amazing, it's amazing. Oh, wow. so, so is that just for you, for personal trainers to give to their clients or can anyone use that? Would I be able to find that app? Um, I would say the ones that are free to, free to market, MyFitnessPal is probably the more popular one. And certainly you can purchase that. So you can you can access that a free version. And then if you want a bit more of a breakdown, you want to use it for a bit more analysis, there's um, the option to upscale and purchase the pro version. My PT um, Hub is not free. No. Okay. That, that comes through um, working with your, your designated okay. trainer. All right, excellent. That's um, really good to know. You were giving out some points there. Point one uh, was to keep a food diary. And yep. your, your next point? Nutri nutritional values. I, I oh, would say okay. make, uh -huh. uh, make a note and, and, and try to understand what the nutritional values on, on the labels actually mean. Okay. I think also I would want my, my clients to also have a healthy balance of foods in the three main uh, macronutrient groups right uh, which are car Pro carbs proteins and fats, and fats right yeah mm -hmm. yeah and have an understanding of of what each of these categories do okay what these nutrients actually do um one of the things that i would call out particularly to those who are on a, a weight loss journey is to try to re reverse the myth that uh, carbs are the enemy right they're totally not they're mm -hmm. they're actually essential they they are macro 
nutrients for a particular reason the body needs them there may be times when someone needs to have Less. a reduced amount mm -hmm. for a right. period of time but certainly not eliminate them from altogether. from their their diet altogether right. uh, i would encourage um my clients also to eat plenty of uh, veg vegetables and, and fruits and make them your friends mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly True. Uh, um, water hydration i mentioned earlier make sure that you're drinking sufficiently so the, the guidelines are normally about two to three liters i know if people are drinking more that would have to be worked out with with maybe a dietitian or a nutritionist and sometimes you can actually feel it for yourself that too much is is, is too much mm -hmm. uh general cues also don't eat to the point of bursting bursting i i think it's a it's a fairly obvious one, but sometimes our bodies are not wired that way through past behaviors, past habits. So trying to get someone to be mindful about their eating, to take their time eating and to enjoy the food rather than to use the term scoff it down mm -hmm. uh, to the point where they feel overfull and they, they may feel tired after they've had their meal or even fall asleep. Um, that's a sign of just doing too much. True. Okay. But on the other side of, side of the coin, is not enforcing deprivations. So fasting is really po popular at the moment. That's not a deprivation. There's a purpose in fasting. Deprivations are where you're going for prolonged periods of times for no particular reason other than a particular look or a particular uh, feeling. And that has, that, that has or attracts issues, uh, mental health issues that can be potentially very dangerous. Mm -hmm. So. I try to give some tips, some really quick tips at the get-go, at the start of um, the relationship with, with, um, with the team. Right. Um, but we will drill down into these a lot deeper. So I've just given you maybe four or five there. Right, right. Um, can I give a but, tip? Yeah, certainly can, loads more. Can, can I Go give ahead. a tip? Something that um, we studied in nutrition was chewing. The importance of chewing, chewing until it's um, like liquid almost in your mouth. What do you think about yeah. that one? Uh, I think it's absolutely key. And I think mm -hmm. if there's anyone listening to the podcast right now and they've got some food <laughs> um, in front of them, mm -hmm. if, if you're not already doing it, try chewing something 30 times. Just take a normal mouthful and chew something for 30 times. You're, you'll probably find that you're, you're getting a little bit bored because if that's not the way that you uh, grew up and you, you've trained yourself, it feels like you're chewing forever. But it is a discipline that helps the food to be masticated properly, mm -hmm. uh, for your gut to be activated to receive that food and digest the food appropriately. So, no, I um, absolutely agree with you. And that's what I refer to as mindful eating. Right. Um, another thing that you mentioned was don't eat to the point of bursting. I'm going to say I've found myself guilty of that. You just go and you want to eat. You see all this food. I've just kind of programmed my mind to think that, you know what, there's always tomorrow. I don't have to finish it all today. But before I would turn around and say, yeah, you know, I want it. I want it. And one part of my brain is saying, you don't need that. There's tomorrow. But then there's another part of me that's saying, no, I want to finish it right now. So that was a struggle that I found that I was having uh, with myself. Do you find some yes. of your clients, you know, battle that kind of issue also? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the whole concept then of uh, meal prepping is also um, called into play in yes. that you would say, right, this is what I'm going to have for, for lunch. 
Monday all the way to to Friday, let's say. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to put it in this particular size container, and that's all I have. So for Monday, that's it. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, that's it. No, no more, no less. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. I go back. If I if if they if a person decides to eat less, that's not necessarily a problem actually, but certainly no more. True, true. Certainly no more. Definitely. Yep. You know, speaking with you, all these things are starting to make a lot of sense why they're done the way that they're done. So hopefully I can have a change in myself in my eating habits too. Because I mean, I know what to yep. eat, but it's just, you know, I, I really like, you know, um, some of the things that I've heard, you, well, everything that I've heard you share today. So thank you so much um, for that no, information so far. Um, and I'm, I'm also speaking to myself as well. I'm <laughs> constantly encouraging myself Make sure that I chew uh, mindfully, you know, um, make sure that I have just the right amount. Understand how much I need on a daily basis. Right. You know? So personal trainers, people in the fitness industry are not are not immune to to these, uh, ch- let's say, challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to stay on the game as well. I hear you. I hear you. You know, I know that you have, you mentioned that you've got a lot of uh, clients and so forth. Can you share with us some of your success stories any highlights on uh, people's their transformation and how their regular routines had helped transform them? Yeah, yeah. So obviously the world is in in lockdown. I train clients online, and as soon as the gyms were closed down, I decided to start online classes using the Zoom platform, which is quite popular now. And doing one session per week of a high intensity um, interval training. And I found that to be a very popular class. I, I had actually uh, carried out and instructed that class physically in a gym and um, going online, I thought it would be the best class that somebody could you know, dial into a call and do without needing to have too much space or any equipment apart from their body weight to, to really challenge them. So I started doing that and I was running a, a free session uh, for about 15 weeks until the lockdown was uh, lifted in the in the UK um, at least for the gyms I should say so I had um, a person that I used to personal train uh, come on to one of those sessions pretty early probably from about week two or week three and she stuck with me all the way through to um, the point where I had to end the three sessions. And within that time, she lost one stone. Oh, wow. Now, I want to say, say this, that the sessions were never, in my mind, about weight loss or muscle building or anything like that. What I really, really wanted to do at the outset was simply engage with people that I know, people I didn't know who needed somewhere to release energy to, to uh, exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, to have a little bit of fun, to meet new people, to be sociable, to keep their wits about them during this period, which we've never seen or even heard of before. Um, but she she messaged me just after I finished and said, you know, thank you for, for training us, for keeping us sane during this time. And this is what's happened. Awesome. And I was, um, <laughs> I was completely blown away. And messages like I that... Bet, yeah. um, over this period have been multiplied and um, I've really enjoyed hearing it. And it makes it all worth worthwhile. Definitely, you know? definitely. You know, um, I just wanted to say to the Canadian listeners, one stone 
is about 14 pounds because we don't work yes. we do with pounds over here so just sorry. in case anybody's <laughs> like how much is that in pounds so yeah one stone is about 14 pounds okay continue yeah absolutely that that's one instance i quite quite uh, recent um i received a call just before uh coming onto the podcast today and this is with someone who's a a very um good runner they run good long distances several times a week and were having issues uh with their hips so I, um they're quite away away from me and so i was conducting training with them online for a particular goal and i noticed something while i was conducting the um online coaching sessions with them and i said over a number of weeks that person you know what you need to have this looked at there's an issue here that i can't help you with at this point um, but i've identified that something's not quite balanced and these are some sort of remedial exercises that you can do in the meantime but you need to see a specialist mm -hmm. and she she came back to me this evening just before i came on and actually said thank you for you know pointing and highlighting and spotting the issue that i've been handling um trying to manage by myself for such a long time the, the physiotherapist who she's seen has actually recommended um, a course of of action she will go on and as she goes through that rehab she will go on and become fitter and more balanced more aligned and and better okay. better able to to continue running which is one of her passions and um and this is what we want i i want someone to anyone who i who i work with to come away feeling better healthier more assured more confident and more able to do what their body has been designed to do mm-hmm that's awesome because you know a couple of things i got from that that um she for you per, as the trainer that helps you realize that i uh, keep you on track to keep you in check to say yeah i am really helping people to make a difference in their life you know what i am doing is working you know when you get these uh, clients that come back and give you these reports of improvement or changes or whatever the case may be so I guess that for you, that's a sense of reward and gratification that you are helping to make the difference in the life of people that you serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and word service is, is so key to who I am um, as a person. You know, I believe that I'm providing a service. I'm part of a team with the person who's come to me asking for help. And if we serve one another in that way, you know, the relationships are much more fruitful, you know. Yeah. We, we benefit in, in so many so many different ways rather than just having a sort of business relationship. Uh, example, I, I know probably every single name of a client's child really? and their partner. Wow. You know, you know don't, don't, uh, don't, don't put me on the I spot. I won't test you I, now. <laughs> you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's that, that sort of thing that it goes beyond just saying, okay, how fast can you run or how, how low can you squat? I'm, I'm going to ask the question, how are you today? How, how is Billy? Yeah. How's, how's, um, how's Naika, for example, yeah. you know, yeah. how are they doing at school? Have yeah. they, have they received their degree as yet? That kind of thing, you know, it's so a bit of it's a personal, a, it's a fruitful life. It's yeah. a, a personal yeah. touch. Yeah, it, just makes, exactly. it makes me feel like I'm doing something yeah. worthwhile. And that's, I think the, the heart of, of any good personal trainer that you are personalized your service, you have personalized your service to uh, an individual. And it's not just bringing in people by the masses and doling out the same old exercises, but it's refining to that person's 
particular and unique needs. You know, Terry, if you if there wasn't such a huge time difference between Canada and what well, BC, where I live, and you in the UK, definitely I would have been signing up to do of online personal training with you because listening to you, you've got me fired up. You've got me interested in taking a personal trainer and you know, the nutrition portions and everything. I'm just so fired up by hearing you today, share all this information with, with us. And you know, this is definitely going to benefit some, some person to get back on track and even, you know, invest in a personal trainer, because I know I, I definitely will plan to make those changes and seek out a personal trainer. Just too bad it couldn't have been you, but you've definitely put me on the right path. You know, there's one thing that I forgot to ask you. Um, this was in regards to the whole weight management uh, per, uh, situation that you mentioned. Once a person uh, has started eating better meals and, you know, making better food choices and things like that, how do you continue the support with the weight management uh, with that person? So once they've started along the journey, it's about coming alongside them. Mindset is, is, is key along the journey. Um, they've got the rudimentary things in place. And so it's more than just saying, what is my, for example, if it was a, a weight loss program or um, goal that the individual had come to me with, it's more more than just being in a calorie deficit, i.e. having more calories in than their, sorry, more calories burnt than you consume. Mm -hmm. It's more than that. It's right. more than that. It's about helping the person understand what they see on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and how that affects them mentally. Um, so many people focus on the scales to determine how well, how well they are performing. And I say to them, well, don't focus on the scales, focus on the outcome. What will less weight actually help you to do? Does that help you to run around after your little son, Billy? Does it help you to, to dance in the way that you used to dance when you were a teenager? Focus on the outcome. Let's take our eyes away from the numbers on the scale. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so it's a mindset change. Definitely. And then also enabling them and encouraging them to, to say, okay, well, since I'm not walking around with a figure that represents my weight above my head, you know, nobody sees what you, what you weigh as you walk down the street. Yeah. Well, as that's the case, since that's the case, let's do something that you can actually uh, visibly determine and assess. So use your clothes. How do your clothes fit you today mm -hmm. versus last last month? Use that to track your process. Allow yourself to to feel good about yourself. Allow yourself to love yourself. And if you feel that there are changes and you're seeing changes and you're feeling changes, well then treat yourself. Yeah? Because what we want to do is to motivate ourselves to continue on the journey because it, it becomes, and I think you talked about it earlier, that it can become demotivating if you don't see massive swings yeah. in in performance or in weight or in appearance. Um, so we need to find ways to just keep on, keep the ball rolling, so to speak. You know, um, I do that through a number of ways of just encouragement, motivation, and small tips such as the things that I've mentioned before that helps a person to just keep on moving. This game is a, is a, long, is a long game, you know, so I'm always advising an individual to be patient and to be consistent. 
mm-hmm. to understand that their diet is not only what they eat True. as well. I think that's one key thing that I, I could close the sort of ongoing weight management um, question on. If, if people understand that diet is not only what you eat, yeah? so the food that you consume is not the only thing that's going to affect you, your weight, so to speak. Um, we've got other factors such as stress and hormonal balance and things such as sleep, which also impact the way that you are able to manage your weight. So if we mix all those things together, we have a fuller understanding of the journey that, that we're on, the path that we take. Um, there will be ups and downs. It's like a, almost like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. There will be ups and downs. But what we try to look at is that there's a start and a finish. And if we can just keep our eyes firmly fixed at the at the end point, then we'll be happier and, and healthier. Awesome. And that's the, the, the goal. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Look at the start and the finish. Definitely. I know I'll be uh, zooming in and focusing on that. You know, I've said it quite a few times and I'm not trying to be a broken record, but truly, truly, you have shared some really valuable tips here that everyone can benefit and apply to their lives. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. And, you know, there's a lot to reflect on the importance of enabling ourselves. I like what you said about that. See how you feel in your clothes. You know, don't look at the scale. You know, that will go up and down from day to day. But how do how does my clothes feel? How do I feel in my clothes? Definitely, you can feel when the pants are getting a little looser and the top is getting a little bit more baggy. You know, I can see that. And those are tangible things for me to be able to evaluate and stay on my journey, because definitely this weight loss is a journey uh, in transforming my body. And if for me, if I'm not seeing or feeling that, then um, I feel a little bit defeated. So these tips that you've shared with us um, have been really, really very helpful. And for that, I want to thank you so much. Thank you, Kathleen. I want to just add something really quickly. Yeah, go right ahead. You mentioned earlier that um, due to our time difference, Mm-hmm. Um, you may not be able to take me on as a personal trainer. And I want to I want to challenge you. Okay. And I want to challenge maybe your listeners as well that don't allow time or location to be an issue okay. or maybe an excuse because we are an online world nowadays. True. And we can always find ways of reaching, let's say, let's, let's term it in this way, we can always reach our resource in ways that we were unable to do in years, in centuries gone by. So um, if, you're, if you're needing to speak to somebody in the UK or in China or anywhere else around the world, an email will be fine or online systems are fine. We are connected. We are connected. And there's more, more than one way to, to skin a cat. True. <laughs> Very true. Okay. Yes. I know that's a bad, uh, a bad um metaphor but it's it's a it's a reality that we we can find different ways to achieve a goal and if you are looking for a trainer i just encourage people to find the right person right find the right person for themselves you know um it may not be the person who's in their um local good life gym is there is there still a good life gym yeah we still um, have good life in canada yeah yeah it may not it may not be that one you know you may need to find somebody halfway around the world depending on what your goals are um a lot of people that I follow are based in, in North America, providing excellent advice. 
one of my last trainers, my, my own personal trainer who used to train me, was actually based in Brazil. Oh, really? Um, so, so don't let um, location, time zones be a limitation. Okay, well, okay? great. You know, with that said then, why don't you go ahead and share maybe, or you can give me the information later and I can share it in the description of this podcast how someone could get in touch with you. I mean, someone's listened to this podcast today. They've heard what they you've said. They like um, the information that you're sharing and they want to get connected with you. Tell us, how can we get connected? Oh, fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, I think the easiest one, because most people are on social media, if you were to go to Instagram and search PS139Fitness, that's PS Papa. Sierra 139 fitness that's all one word then you will come up across my page and um, see a little bit of the tips and advice that I that I give uh, freely um, there are some profile pictures there um, some before and afters some testimonials from um, past clients a little bit of information about the classes that I do also and generally it's a way to contact me 24 hours a day wherever you are in the world so uh, thank you for the opportunity you're welcome. You're welcome. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing with us again today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoy the topic and found something that you can apply to your own life. Don't forget to share this episode with your family and friends. And remember, live well daily.